Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 398, recorded live on Sunday, February 8th, 2015. And here are your hosts, the man who watched me die, Dave Poy. Ouch. Yes. And the man who posted the video himself, Andy Lowe. Hi. Well, you posted the link to the video to watch you die. True. So, Granted, I mean, the person you died against, <clears throat> you, you probably went into it expecting to die. Yes, yes, I did. So, um, everybody knows I play Hearthstone. If you don't know, um, I play Hearthstone. You haven't listened to the show before, so welcome. Yes, welcome new listeners. <laughs> so, I um, was doing an arena run, which the goal of arena is... Um, 12 wins. To, hmm? The goal is 12 wins. Yes, you have to win 12 times, and you get a random deck, basically. You, you can choose, but you, you kind of have to draft your own deck from cards that are given to you. So, um, I was tearing it up. I went on an 8-0 and run to start off with, then I lost a game, mm-hmm. and then I won a couple of more, and then I lost a game, and I was at 11-2, and two, and you get three lives. So, if you lose oh. three times, you're done. So, I was at 11-2. and two. So, so this, make it or break it. Yes. This right? is it was an all-or-nothing it, it, it was my final game. Either either I win and I get my 12 wins or I lose and that's it. I'm, I'm done at 11. That said, 11 wins is not bad. No. 11 it's wins. It's not 12. No. Yeah. Um, let's see. The, the Let's see. How much I got about... I can tell you in two seconds how much I got as like my prize for 11 wins. Yeah, it's not going to have any sense without context. Okay, but just put this in perspective. I had 295 gold and a pack. Um, okay. The man who beat me uh, got about 400 gold. And a pack. And a pack. So that gives you an idea. So yeah, the, um... So yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there like, I'm 11 and 2, I'm all jazzed, I'm ready to like try in this final game, and the person I pull is Amaz, which we have talked about on this show before, because he was the one who was getting cheated against in the DreamHack f- uh, finals. He is, he's one of the most well-known Hearthstone players. Yes. So I, I, I get my thing there, and I look at who I'm playing, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna die. <laughs> Now, my, my first question for you is, once you realized who you were playing, did you immediately load up Twitch? Yes. Yes, I did. You did? Yes. So you cheated. Um, no, I immediately loaded up Twitch because I wanted to, at the end of the game, just subscribe to his stream. So I think that would be mm-hmm. hilarious. So, like, if he's going to beat me and then literally, like, before his final move, because on the top of his Twitch thing, it yeah. puts it there and says, like, new subscriber. So I thought it'd be hilarious to do that. But no, I did not, um, I didn't cheat. I, I opened this thing because I wanted it to do a little, like, hey, at the end. But I, no, I did not follow his stream while I was playing him. Okay, okay. Even if I did, because I went later and, um, found it, which, if you look at our links for next episode, or links for this episode, it's Andy versus Amaz at the bottom. Um, even if I had followed his hand, there's nothing I could have done. Oh, if you were following his stream, there actually is, because that final move, he was telling you exactly what you would have had to do to not die. Yeah, but I didn't have those cards. He True. thought I had those cards, but I didn't. I didn't even get a chance to draft the cards that he thought you just, I had. You just needed to attack his his 2-8. What killed you was that he flipped the the attack and defense of the 2-8. Yeah. It became an 8-2. If you had killed it, or not killed it, if you'd injured it, it wouldn't have been nearly as strong. You would have gotten another turn. Yeah, but I didn't have anything in my hand that could have gotten him you, fatal. You didn't have a hand. No. Looking at what I had left in my deck, it, it was no it was no go. Mm. What really killed me is those three swipes that he had. I was thinking he had maybe one or two, but no, he had three of them, and I was just like, well, there. Okay. And he had those almost his entire game. Yeah, I know. So yeah, Andy has played against Amaz, one of the top tier Hearthstone players, and almost won. Yeah, which was great, because um, I thought it was hilarious when I watched the stream later that he was actually, he said he was scared. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, that's that's saying something where I can take one of the top Hearthstone players, and while I'm playing him, have him on his toes. I mean, it also says something about the the uh, barrier to entry of the game, which is to say none, and the, the level of random chance that is involved as opposed to pure skill. Yes. Not to downplay your skill. But there's there's a significant amount of random chance in this game. Yes. And a side note, Kate is now upset that I somehow broke a chip clip, even though all I was doing was just opening and closing the chip clip, and it broke on its own. <laughs> I wasn't doing it. It broke by itself. 
It slices, it dices, it makes curly fries. It Julian. will not break. Julian fries. Julian fries. Will not break. It broke. Oh, Robin Williams. You know that entire opening was ad-libbed? Did you know they had to throw out most of that ad-lib opening because it was not <laughs> safe for Disney? <laughs> oh, Robin Williams. You will be missed. You are missed. Yes. That's awesome. Oh, so yeah, that was my one, ch- my, my first one chance of going twelve and something in an arena, and and Amaz threw it away. <laughs> it was literally like, it was hilarious. The start of his theme was like, okay, final boss, final boss, final boss, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just when I see his name, I'm like, oh crap, it's the final boss. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> You should try and contact him. Well, I posted on his Facebook page about it. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't think okay. I've gotten any response yet about it. Because I, I literally, he, was, he wanted to know what was in my deck. So I literally took a screenshot of my 11 and uh, my 11 and 3 thing there with my deck on the side and just posted on his Facebook page. And I'm like, damn you. He probably gets a ton of those. Probably. <laughs> yeah. It, it was really cool, though. It's fun to watch. And it's recorded. And so you can watch it at any time. Yes. So how was your weekend? Um, how was my weekend? The snow on my driveway has fully melted without me having to go out and shovel it. So that was really nice. I've always wondered, how, what, could, would it be possible to have a heated driveway? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's probably super in fact, expensive, there's a, there's though. A, well, ish. The, the hard part is actually getting the stuff in the driveway. Yeah. Um, but if you just run coils of water under the driveway and heat the water, it'll melt the stuff on the driveway. Yeah, so it's just like... There's, a, a, there's actually a building in Ann Arbor in downtown where their brick entryway is heated. Nice. And so you'll see, like, snow, 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 nothing. Snow, snow, snow. <laughs> But it would be super expensive, and if it ever breaks, you're, you're SOL. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do, rip up your driveway so that you can fix it? Uh, if you did anything, I know there's stuff that you can send down the pipes that is some sort of, like, epoxy that, like, will line the pipes and try and fix the break. This actually happened to the um, Anchorage, Alaska curling rink, because you have pipes under the, the cement floor at a curling rink, not to, you know, melt the ice, but to actually freeze it. And they had a break in their pipes. So it cost, I think, them to send this epoxy stuff down is about $70,000. Yeah. I mean, you, at that point, you might as well actually just rip up your driveway. Yeah. How does that work, though? Like, epoxy? that oh, I don't know how that would work. I, I don't know either. I've just, they just put out it a worked. call for money to okay. help them. And I'm just like, well, I, that's what they said that they could do. So, okay. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, other than that, my weekend's been, well, not even other than that. Along with that, my weekend has been good. Well, that's good to hear. Gotten to relax, play games, clean up the office. Uh, I, I got the motherboard from eBay and it works. Yay. So I was able to put the other computer back together. It was like Humpty Dumpty across my desk, all broken into pieces. And I, I got it back together and all the RAM checks out and the hard drives work and the disk drive works and graphics card works. <coughs> so that's all back together. That was it. Oh, and one of my Pathfinder characters aged 21 years uh, in his life versus 20 minutes in most of the other party's life. That's one hell of a time dilation. Yeah, other planes suck. <laughs> <sighs> we got split up in, in it's the abyss, which is the, the uh, demon plane, okay. as opposed to the devil's plane, which is hell. So we're in the abyss, and we uh, got split up, and a couple of us broke a rule, and so we were punished. And the punishment was to be in this other part of the abyss until you found your way out or died. And we found our way out after 21 years. Wow. So, yeah. Some of our characters had barely been alive 21 years. Does that affect your stats at all, or no? Well, I was, I'm was i playing as a half-elf, so no, it did not affect no, my stats. Yeah. But our paladin is playing as an Asimar, which is like this half-angel human. And so she actually did age to the next age category, which means all of her physical stats, strength, dex, and con, went down one. And all of her mental stats, wisdom, charisma, and int, went up one. The half-orc who was traveling with us went up two age categories. So all of her physical stats went down by two. All of her mental stats went up by two. That's... Oh. It was kind of sucky. Yeah. 21 years of one. Wandering a maze made of bone, killing rats for food. 21 years. That was my weekend. <clears throat> Sounds like fun. Yep. Minus the whole, you know, if you actually had to wander a maze. Could you imagine? Like, that's that's two-thirds of your life. Yeah. Right now, right? So take two-thirds of the time you've been alive to wander in a maze. I feel like that would have some sort of, like, a mental issue. Yep. We're kind of dealing with that. <laughs> oh, goodness. 
So, so should we be talking about topics? I, I guess. Uh, can we start with the tax fraud one? Sure. There's tax fraud. That's no surprise. There's always been tax fraud. But like, there's serious tax fraud with TurboTax. Yes. So specifically with TurboTax, uh, TurboTax has now stopped all e-filings for state because only for state returns, not for federal returns. Okay. Uh, because people were stealing people's state returns by pretending to be them and filing. The so when, when the actual people went to file their return, it's like, oh, you already filed. We already sent you your money. And they're like, wait, what? Yeah, the um, Alabama Department of Revenue posted a similar warning after flagging 16,000 potentially fraudulent returns sourced back to tax preparation software. Yep. Uh, in fact, before Intuit announced that they were halting all e-filing for state returns, Minnesota had said they will not accept e-filing from TurboTax. Ah, well, that's I good. Think- I, I don't even e-file our state tax returns because then it would be what 20 bucks to e-file oh with h&r block i get a free e-file for state Mm. so i just do that instead but yeah yeah, just wow although for what it's worth andy the money you spend on that is tax deductible that is if you have enough to have an itemized uh refund yes which we still don't have enough yet to do that nope probably should next year because uh, get a house or I could just keep working because I drive to all the other markets, which are not considered my home base. Oh, that's right. So the, the money you spend per mile. Yes. I did uh, last year, mind you, this was working part-time for half the year and then full-time for half the year, did about 5,581 miles. Nice. And now that you're working full-time for the full year, it'll you probably be over go the, up to yep. probably at least 7,000, if not 8,000. What is it at? It's like... 58 cents a mile? Uh, I think it's 55. Standard deduction is 6,200? Yes. So you're, you're still missing a couple thousand in there. Yeah, I know. Okay. But yeah, yeah that's, uh, that kind of sucks for TurboTax. I wonder if they're going to like refund people at all. I don't know. But, um, <clears throat> I have half the reason I buy Half the reason I buy tax prep software. Yeah, but you didn't pay for TurboTax. Yeah, well, yeah. Half the reason I buy tax prep software is for the e-filing. To make it, it's so simple. And then it's like, okay, just give your information. Here's your bank account information. Bing. Yep. About six days later, it's boom, it's back again. And here's your money. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> so much better than filing by mail, but... Yeah, as soon but as I saw this, I have this risk. Yeah. The, like, here, I will steal your tax return. That sucks, man. That, that's rough. So part of me was like, do I, do I want to keep going with TurboTax, or do I want to actually go out and get other software? What do I want to do? For this year? Yeah. Um, I mean, if you beat everyone else to your filing, then you're fine. H&R... Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna block snail I'm good. gonna snail mail the the state form in. Yeah, though. that's fine. H and R block is pretty good. I I've enjoyed using it, and it carries forward every year very nicely. Uh, it has functionality to actually import your W two. Well, TurboTax does that with some W twos. Yep, TurboTax does it where like you can take a picture of your W two. Do they also just automatically import it if you give the EIN? Uh, some of them, yes. If they're done through like ADP and a couple other companies, they can't. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So same same thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I enjoy the software I chose. And I haven't had to halt e-filing because of fraud. That's a big flag right there on TurboTax. That's, that's part of the problem. If you make it so easy for people to file, then you kind of make it easy for people. Yeah, that's going to be rough. Yeah. Uh, for what it's worth, because you know it's, it's always worth talking about this, um, Intuit's stock took quite a hit. Wow. Down 4%? Yep. In the day. From 92 all the... Oh, it's going slowly back up again. They're back up to 88. Yeah. After hours trading, people brought it back up. I think people realize it's not going to be as big a, a hit as they thought, but you know that that kind of sucks for them. Oh, hey, look at that! Seven forty-five. TurboTax resumes e-filing of state tax returns. Hey. So as of yesterday, you could file again. That's good. I should probably get my stuff in then. Yep. Okay. So that's Radio. Uh, the not Radio Shack. Radio Shack's next. That's. TurboTax. Radio Shack. TurboTax, Radio Shacks. Yeah, right. With with financing is uh, in some deep trouble. Yeah, you know how deep trouble they were? They didn't have enough money to actually close their stores. That's how bad it was. Wait, what? They had said that they were going to close... Um, See, where is it? I'm trying to find the, the line in here. Last March, the company announced it was going to close about 1,100 stores, but it only had enough money to close 175. What? <laughs> 
they ran out of money to close their stores. Yes, because you'd have to pay for the, the liquidation and all the other stuff there. So they didn't have enough money to close their stores. That's how bad it was. So did they just abandon them? Like, can I walk over to a Radio Shack and there's no one there and the store is just locked? Well, no, they they, <coughs> they still kept like, going. They just kept on incurring more debt. But they would have incurred less debt if they just, like, closed the door of the store and said, everything is free. Take it. That actually would have been probably cheaper. <laughs> I, like, I don't get it. If you're incurring more debt by staying open, it is cheaper to not stay open. Okay, closing stores is expensive due to the cost of severance, liquidation merchandise, and paying penalties to get out of leases. Oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah, so that would not have worked. Because they still would have had to pay severance the for the on the lease and the severance of the workers and... Which am I guessing those are the more expensive bits compared to the liquidating the merchandise. Yeah, well, because liquidating the merchandise, you're supposed to make some money back or yeah. not lose as much. <laughs> oh, poor Radio Shack. So they're not gone, right? The company hasn't stopped, but no. they have filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection, which means they will be able to incur the debt to close all their stores and not have to pay it. Yeah, so there, there, there's going to be... How many episodes have we had where we've talked about bankruptcy? Too many. Man, stores okay. just stop closing. So they, uh, Radio Shack has approximately 4,000 stores right now. Okay. That is about four to five times more stores than they need. Yes. So they are going to sell up to 2,400 of them. Okay. There and, are some interesting rumors as to who they are selling to, by the way. Well, some of those are, there's an agreement with Sprint. So supposedly 1,750 stores um, are going to be a store within a store. Store within a store. Yes. So it's going to be it's going to be a Sprint store, but they're going to have a Radio Shack mini store inside of it. How will you tell the difference? Well, I'm guessing you're going to have Sprint stuff, and then you're going to have other my, stuff. My my joke is, Andy, if you go to a Radio Shack, it's basically cell phones. True. Very true. A lot of people have been posting that commercial Radio Shack did a few years ago about the 80s calling and wanting their stuff back. And it's a bunch of like 80s characters and icons going through the store and just taking all the stuff, mm -hmm. leaving the store empty. Yeah, it's a Super Bowl ad. Yeah, well, they, they leave the store empty. And so there's like this two second clip of these two guys standing in an empty store. So everyone's saying like, wow, it really gives new meaning to that commercial. Yeah, it's too bad. Which, I mean, they, they tried, right? Radio Shack tried to stay current, but which is funny because because there is, there does seem to be a resurgence of... Makers. Yeah, makers. Right, and which, if, if Radio Shack had embraced that, there'd be a whole different story. Yeah, no, it would be like, if they just made it like a maker haven, heck, dedicate half the store to a workshop, where you actually have like a soldering center, you have a, a machine shop, you have a lathe, you have all the, the stuff, that, make it a... Make it a a makerspace? A makerspace. Those things are pop. There's, there's, they're going to be what, there's actually a pretty decent one up in Grand Rapids right now. There, Kalamazoo's trying to get one. I know Battle Creek's trying to get one. If yep, Radio Shack in, just said. There's a really, really nice one in Madison. Like really amazingly nice. Nice enough that they charge a membership fee of $50 a month. I, I don't doubt it. Some of the good ones are good. Yeah. But make this like a little like makerspace in the back there. Have, have people have, are teaching classes at Radio Shack. Radio Shack could be like the class they teach at Lowe's all the time about, oh, hey, you want to do tile? Let's teach you how to do tile. It would be <laughs> You, you want to learn how to solder? Come here. Yeah. Radio Shack could yeah. embrace that, and then uh, that would just be... The problem with that, Andy, is that the Radio Shack employees would then need to learn how to solder. Yes, you would have to get rid of a majority of your current workforce. And hire people who have much more experience and who you need to pay much higher wages. Who are not going to sit there and want to sell cell phones. No, that's what you, you would have to do a complete changeover. You would have to say, screw the cell phones. Yeah, which, but that's saying, screw our main moneymaker. Really? Main moneymaker? Yeah. Are uh, you sales, kidding? Sales has plunged 16% from a year ago. Okay. So, I'm still willing to place money or dinner on phones being their primary mover of currency. I don't doubt it because the maker thing hasn't really exploded until very recently. And so Radio Shack had that doldrum section there where making wasn't really popular after, you know, the 1980s. Yeah. But now it's kind of getting that resurgence now. But it's it was that they had to do something to pay the bills Andy, in the middle but, time. But even how much does a new phone cost? 
about $400-$500. How much does a soldering iron cost? About 12 if that. Well, I mean, a really good one can, can run you up like Yeah, but I'm saying the Radio Shack bucks. soldering iron is about right. $12, if I remember correctly. So, which one do you think they're going to sell more of? Cell phones. Which one do you think they're going to make a lot more money on? Even if Cell the phones. return on the phone is less, right? Because they have to purchase the phone, too. Yes. But, yeah, even with the resurgence of the maker movement, they're going to not make as much money on, on soldering and irons and solder and circuit boards as they will on cell phones. It's an easy idea, but... It's the end of an era. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's been the end of an era. Radio Shack has been struggling on for the last couple of years. It's been limping along, and it probably should have been put down years ago. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, though, is the fact that um, they had posted a list of potential store closings. Yeah. And two out of the three stores in our area are going to be closing. Okay. So I was like, oh, look at that. I wonder um, if I'd be able to get some stuff for work pretty cheap. <laughs> So you could get, we could get a bunch of adapters, a bunch of cables, all this stuff there that, you know. You mean you, you might get the, like, $30 HDMI cable for what it's actually worth? Well, no, I'm talking, like, some of the, the more odd uh, phono adapters and XLR cables and that sort of stuff. Ah, okay. So this is the chance for all the maker groups, because what they should do is just raid their local Radio Shack and buy all the stuff yeah, for super, much. super cheap. So Sprint is, is grabbing a number of stores. The other rumor is that Amazon is going to pick up a number of the stores. Really? Yeah. Now, we they- know already Amazon kind of has a brick-and-mortar store. Well, then they also had the stuff at 7-Elevens, right? The, the pickup boxes? Yes. Yeah. So is it going to be closer to the pickup boxes or going to be closer to their New York store? I don't know. Probably closer to the New York store, but it might be like actual stores. Not so much the brick and mortar like, hey, here's the front end of a warehouse. More like, hey, we bought Radio Shack stores and we're actually selling stuff in them. Could just be a uh, place to see and purchase, you know, Kindles and other Amazon branded items. Yeah. I mean, they they wouldn't even really need to change the layouts of the Radio Shacks at that point. No. They just pull the cell phones off the little charger things and then you just put on a Kindle instead. Put the Kindles on instead. Yeah. Because I do have to say, some of the Radio Shacks around here are tiny. Especially the one that they're closing that's in the mall. It's about the size of like a... a Because they can't afford anything bigger. (laughs) Yeah. Because they can't afford the space they have because they're stupid. So that's Radio Shack. Oh, Radio Shack. Uh, so yeah, what else we have? Well, speaking of makers, yep. Raspberry Pi 2. The Raspberry Pi 2. The new version, now that Andy has like three Raspberry Pis. I have two. Oh, you got rid of one of them? Yes, I returned yours and I'm in the process of purchasing a book about Raspberry Pis. <laughs> hey, are, are you doing, speaking of Raspberry Pi, are you doing the Python class with us? Uh, yes. I actually okay. just did the first assignment the other day. And okay. Because you, you weren't at the, the, the uh, uh, study session. I know. I, did, I didn't know about it until all of a sudden I get an alert on my phone saying, like, study session. I'm like, what the? F-? <laughs> you didn't read the email? No. Oh, okay. It kind of got lost in my email. So I'm like, study session? What the hell? Yeah, we, we, had, a, we had a little discussion section. I just have to say this first chapter was pretty um, simple. Uh, yeah. Well, we, we talked about that at the study session. All Which right. funny because... Well, um, cool. So you're, tr- you're, you'll join us this week yeah. then. Okay. I tried the, uh, I tried to listen to the audio podcast of it, of the lectures. Yeah. Oh man, I was sitting there going, I am so bored. I've been um, watching the videos at one and a half times speed. <laughs> So yeah, so the Raspberry Pi 2 is similar to the B+, same form factor, and it looks a lot like the B+, but it's got, um, what, a quad-core ARM7 processor. It'll run Windows 10. Oh, really? Well, Windows has said that they are going to create a Windows 10 for it. Oh, well, that should be nice. So it'll it'll run a form of Windows 10. Oh, it doesn't have, does it not have the, uh, oh, it does have the composite output on it. Okay, it just doesn't look like the big yellow one like it used to. Where's that the audio output? What are you looking at? Raspberry Pi 2. There's an audio jack right next to the HDMI jack. Yeah, so where's the composite uh, RCA jack? There never was one. No, we're supposed to be. It's literally on the chart here underneath the picture. says video output HDMI slash composite via RCA jack. Oh, I don't know. Is that just a picture of the Raspberry Pi 1? I don't know. I think all of them are supposed to have the RCA jack. Unless it's hiding behind the USB ports. I must consult a better picture. (laughs) Quick, to the internet. Raspberry Pi 2. Uh, nope, the Pi 2s definitely have the giant RCA jack, I think. No, that's the Raspberry Pi. 
Right. Revision two. I'm totally lost. I don't know. <laughs> I don't see it. I'm thoroughly confused now. Yep. You image. I mean, the report could be wrong because the Pi had the RCA jack. Yeah. The ones I have currently have the RCA jack, so I don't see the uh, composite. Granted, you don't really use a composite anymore. So who the heck still has one of the old 480i televisions? Yeah. I mean, like, really, are you using the composite? You know, most of the time you're going to use the HDMI cable. So why do you care? Yeah. But yeah, this is pretty cool. Granted, I'm also pretty psyched that it's going to be about the same price as the B+. Yep, $35. It's already on sale. Nice. For the last six months, we've been working closely with Microsoft to bring the forthcoming Windows 10 to Raspberry Pi 2. Uh, Raspberry Pi 2 compatible version of Windows 10 will be available free of charge. Well, that should be interesting. So not only is there Windows 10, it will be free. That should be really fun. I'm like, like I, I have one in the basement that I haven't used. Why do I feel the urge to buy this? Because it's new and shiny. But I'm not going to do anything with it. I haven't done anything with the one. I don't know. I need to find them. But it's out there. Thing. Yeah. I need, there. I need to finish learning Python is what I need to do, because that's where a lot of the, the nice programming for the Pi can come in. So speaking of new um, software, you're going to get yeah. Lollipop? Very soon. I was supposed to get it fourth quarter of last year. So still a little ticked it's taken them so long. But yes, high-end phones are getting Lollipop through Sprint right now. Uh, mine should be showing up on the 16th, the day before my tax forms come in. Let's see, T-Mobile Lollipop. Well, the HTC One M8 is going to get Lollipop on the 9th, but I don't see anything about the Galaxy. What has taken so long? I don't know. I don't even know if I have 4.4.4 on my phone. I think I still have 4.4.2. I don't know. Let's see, it's in Korea and Poland, but nothing about... Um, Andy, why did I just see a U.S. mail truck go by? On Sunday? Yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, you can pay a lot for overnight shipping to do to get delivery on Sunday. Okay. I think. I, I remember that Amazon was doing it for a while for the winter, for like Christmas. Yeah, some of Amazon does Sunday delivery now. Okay. Yeah, I don't have any of the updates for my phone. Oh, good. Uh, Amazon discounting Kindles. What? Kindles are, are on discount for Valentine's Day. Uh, yeah, no, the latest version on my phone is 4.4.2. I want my freaking lollipop. Why, <laughs> why is Korea and Poland getting it before the United States? NSA. It's as good a guess as any, isn't it? Kindles up to 40% off. Oh, because it's the gold box deal. Oh, wow. Okay, so... Okay, suppose, supposedly uh, Samsung is pushing the U.S. carriers to speed up their Android update rollouts. So I can blame T-Mobile then, it seems. Yes. All right. So speaking of phones, Verizon has updated their data plans. Uh-oh. That's no, no, no. This, a good is, thing. this one's, it's, it's, it's got a good and it's got a bad, right? So the good, those who pay for one to yeah, three, the good. The, here's the good, right? Those who pay for one to three gigabytes of data per month will get an extra gigabyte for free. Okay. And they're also adding a six gigabyte plan for $70 a month. So let's, let's clarify. You said people are paying for one, two, three. Yes. So you get can an extra like, one for free. Yeah. You so get an really, extra gigabyte for free. Or, or you could look at it as, they've limited your choices to now you have to buy two through four you could or you could just be saying oh instead of i'm instead of paying for one gigabyte i can get two gigabytes okay. or if you don't want the extra data you can also get a ten dollar per month discount instead okay all right so that's the good they're they're giving you more data or giving you a price cut okay so they, Bad news they've really is- just lowered the price Bad news is... Existing Verizon customers won't automatically get the extra data or the price cut. They have to call and request it. Why? If you have Verizon and you are paying for your data, please call Verizon. Even oh if you're God. not using all of your data. Well, yeah, no, yeah. If you've got Verizon, you've got data. Call Verizon because that's the only way either A, you're going to get more data for free or B, get a discount instead. Oh, my God. Call Verizon. What the <laughs> hell? Really? They're doing that? Yes. So think of how many people who have Verizon aren't going to know about it unless somebody else tells them. Wow, Verizon. That is is a low blow. Wow. I I don't know what else to say to that. Wow. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Well, that's a thing then. Yep. So what else we got going on? Um, Netflix. So much Netflix. Two Netflixes. Netflix I? I'm guessing it's it's still just the one Netflix. There's no multiple Netflix. Well, maybe if 
you but, count but multiple. What would, what would the plural of Netflix be? Is it one of those, like, I am both singular and plural, right? Many Netflix is a Netflix. What do you call a collection of Netflixes? Probably just Netflixes. Right, I'm going to cancel you know, my you, Netflix You have, like, account. a school of fish. I told... Right? You have a murder of crows. You have a, a some collection noun of Netflix. All right, everybody, start up Netflix. I feel like it's just going to be the one. Netflix is all going to be singular and plural. Okay, so Netflix. Start up, everybody needs to start up their Netflix. Netflix announced, this was uh, a while ago, actually, and Andy and I somehow missed it. Uh, Netflix announced a partnership with Marvel for a few Netflix original Marvel Cinematic Universe TV shows. Now, we should also mention, of course, that since Netflix is partnering with Marvel, they're really partnering with Disney. Yeah. But yeah, so Luke Cage is getting his own show. Uh, Iron Fist is getting his own show. Jessica Jones is getting her own show. And Daredevil is getting his own show. All of which will take place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, that should be interesting. What the hell? So one of one of the, the like most amazing Marvel villains ever is the Purple Man. Have you ever heard of him? No. His, his power is that p- people do what he says. That's quite a power. So kind of like the silence from Doctor Who. And the other link between the Purple Man and Doctor Who is that the Purple Man is going to be played by David Tennant. Oh, oh goodness. You are going to hate David Tennant. I don't doubt it. Because you are going to hate the Purple Man. Oh my god. He's, he's, yeah, this will be interesting. Oh, goodness. So, okay, Dr. So Zebediah all, Kilgrave. It's going to be four TV ahead. shows and a Defenders miniseries. Are, are these all already set to be out? Yeah. Or are they still shopping some of these around? No, these these are all like, we are making these. They're still shopping them around in the sense of like casting them and getting the, the stuff lined up and shooting them. But like the Daredevil trailer is already out. Oh. These are happening. Man, Netflix is going to be, well, granted, Netflix already is a hot commodity but man this is going to be even bigger yeah and and because it's part of the cinematic universe it lines up so many things to come back in later right so there's so many references that you can get if you watch this that or the other thing it's going to be great there's because daredevil brings kingpin into play which you could use to tie in um spider-man if marvel ever actually gets (laughs) spider-man that's not going to happen i know although it's really interesting if you've uh been paying attention to the comics themselves uh more and more super powered people are from the inhuman group as opposed to the mutant group that's because marvel still retains the rights to the inhumans ah okay which is where the uh agents of shield stuff comes in oh speaking of comics i know we don't have this as a topic but you hear that marvel is doing a comic with an entirely all-female avengers Avengers. yep although part of me feels like that's cheating because thor is a woman now So that character was originally male. At least I think Thor is a woman. One of the main ones is a woman now. Pretty sure yeah, it was no, Thor. No, I do believe Thor became a woman. I don't know why yep. or how. Or whether it's the same Thor or if it's someone else. Or I feel like there's a whole world in the comics that I'm missing out at by not reading comics. <laughs> But then uh, I look at all the books that ish, I have to read, ish, and, then I, and then I also look kind of. at why you don't think that there's you don't think you'd be better I mean, entertained there, there by is, actually reading comics. There are the comics. worlds, there are many worlds, and they are entertaining. I don't know if you'd be more entertained than the other stuff you're doing. It's not like you're sitting there going, "Hmm, I should do something. I wonder what I could do." Like you're doing stuff. Yes. So yes, as opposed to running and training for a marathon, you could be reading comic books instead of learning a new programming language. You could be reading comic books absolutely you are missing out on that world but it's not like you're missing out of the world because you're not doing other stuff there are only 24 hours in a day eight of which should probably be me sleeping eight of which should me be uh working and then i have that last eight for stuff some of that should probably be food yeah so it's one of those things where i gotta figure out what i gotta do so the other Netflix news, it's a fact that they're going to do a live action Legends of Zelda. I don't know where that came from, but I guess. Well, according to the Wall Street Journal, is Netflix is reportedly developing a live action series based on Legends of Zelda. Right. The show is described as Game of Thrones for a family audience. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's possible. Game so you're just Thrones basically saying audience. a fantasy setting. Yeah. And like, okay, so it's Legend of Zelda. Is it, is, is it one of the existing ones? Is it a whole new one? Right? 
like the whole idea is the Zelda universe is almost cyclical. I, it keeps coming back and back and back. I, I don't know. We'll have to see, but I don't know. It's Legends of Zelda. Legend of Zelda. Why do I keep on saying legends? I don't know. I mean, it is in the sense of there are many Legend of Zeldas. So it, it really would be Legends of Zelda. Wouldn't it be right, Legend is, of Zeldas? No, the proper plural in this case would be Legends of Zelda. Okay. It is not the Zelda that is, well, actually it is the Zelda that is plural because there's more than one Zelda, but it's still more than one legend. This would be Legends of Zeldas. Welcome to GrammarCast. Shush, you started it. I started it, Mr. Netflix-I. Netflixy? <laughs> Netflix? I have a maker project for you, by the way, on a totally different topic shift. All right. You know how I'm using the hairdryer for uh, airflow for the, the forge? Yes. I'd like something that won't overheat. I was thinking of taking an old computer fan and and building like a styrofoam box around it to connect it to the pipe. Are you going to get enough of cubic units of airflow? Probably. Y- y- you sure? Uh, it's probably just as efficient as the uh, the hairdryer. How do I, I, I measure air- cubic <laughs> units of airflow? The the hairdryer puts out a lot of airflow. Yeah, the the advantage of the hairdryer is it puts out heat, right? Yes. It's it's hot air. Yes. So it's already starting warm. But then again, does it really matter when it's touching coals that are 1000 degrees Celsius? No, probably not. You just need the airflow to go across the coals because you need three things for fire. Oxygen. Yep. Heat. Yep. And fuel. Well, uh, spark and fuel or heat. Yeah, either or. Uh, the, I'm, the heat is the spark in this case. Yeah. You don't You don't actually need a spark. You need something that is hot. The coals are already hot. Yes. And they are fuel. Yes. Okay. In any case, that is neither. So you'll need something to just an airflow, but you want to also somehow regulate it. Ooh, that's that's something that could be done. You'd have to find one hell of a temperature probe, though. To well, I, I wouldn't. Oh yeah, I, I suppose if that's if I want to automate the regulation of it. True. Right. If I want to just regulate by saying like that looks too hot and turn down the fan a little bit. Well, that's just a potentiometer hooked into the system. Would I be able to get all these parts from Radio Shack? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's kind of sad. Are there any Radio Shacks closing nearby? I don't know. Where do I find out where they're closing? Just Google uh, Radio Shack closings. And there's a couple of websites out there who have already posted, because they put out a list, but it was all posted by um, store number. So they took the list and adjusted it by state and then by city. That's why I knew there was two of them over by us that are closing. Here's the Radio Shacks that are closing. God, sometimes I hate being in Wisconsin. Let's go all the way to the bottom of the list. Uh, there is one closing in East Town Mall. I don't know how many other Radio Shacks there are nearby. Um, Wall Street Journal did an actual map. Laura says there's one in West Town as well. There's an actual map from the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Where? Map. Uh, Shutter the Shacks. Map of all Radio Shack closures. Does it give you, like, all the stores and the closures, or just all the closures? All the closures, but it's a map, so you can oh, just... But I can do that with Google Maps, too. But no, this is, it's a map uh, of all the okay. ones that are closing. <laughs> so there's one in Madison that's closing out of the... Are you ready for this? Yeah. Six. Technically, one of them is in Sun Prairie, but that's still five. Well, I guess one's in Monona, one's in Middleton. There's still like four or five in Madison. Okay, well, I may have to take a trip to Radio Shack. Now, the question is, do I go to the one that's closing, which is like a half hour drive, or do I just go to the local one? Well, you're not going to have any different right now until the actual liquidation sales start up, which the, supposedly okay. the Radio Shack's trying to get them to start up as soon as possible. Yeah, I'll just go to the local one. Cool. Uh, so Zelda, it's the Random Access Podcast. I'm allowed to do this. <laughs> Netflix and Nintendo. I, I have a difficult time seeing Nintendo agreeing to this. Nintendo has always been very jealous of their property. Yes, but there was the Super Mario Super Brothers Super Show, right? That's true. And there was a Zelda show attached to that. Yeah, there was the cartoon Zelda show. Well, excuse me, but it's been a long time since they've done those. Yeah, true. <laughs> That was a very different Nintendo. I don't know, I, I guess, because this is still rumors, right? It's reportedly developing. Yes, no, nothing's in, nothing's in. And there's there's nothing in here that said uh, Nintendo has said yes, or that Nintendo even asked them to do this. This may be Netflix going like, I wonder if we could do this. And, you know, writing it up and coming up with the the casting and the ideas and then going to Nintendo and saying, can we do this? I, well, granted, I don't have Netflix, so I'm not going to be able to watch this. So We'll have, like, a Netflix streaming party. You can watch over. We'll, we'll like, shotgun the episodes. It's what we can do up at your your parents' cabin. True, because somebody else will have Netflix, and we've got the Wii up there, so we can just stream it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll just do that. 
no, we cannot bring our dog this year. Well, or, we need to figure out when we're doing it. Yes, or if we're doing it this year. If we're doing it this year, yep. So, what else we got here, topic wise? Uh, we haven't FCC talked about op-ed? the. Yeah, like we haven't talked about the FCC major you mean, announcement. You mean Tom Wheeler posting his his? I guess it is an op-ed. I don't really like. It wasn't an opinion. It was a. Here's my plan. Well, technically, it's it's so an op-ed. the FCC. I guess the FCC chairman Tom Wheeler wrote a piece for Wired. Yes. Uh, where where he said effectively, here are my next steps. Here's the next thing I'm going to be doing. And that next thing is still very vague. He didn't give any specifics, but he did say uh, the FCC is invoking the powers granted to it under Title II to make rulings on telecommunications. Well, the first big thing to take out of this is the fact that he said he's going to do it for both mobile and fixed broadband, which last time he didn't yes, say he, was, he wasn't going to was, do anything for mobile. huge. The concept that he's actually doing this for mobile. That's enormous. Because that means that it's it's not, you know, Verizon and AT&T can't just escape this and say, oh, well, we'll just move everything to the mobile lines. No, this is everything. The way the Internet works on your phone will be the same as the way the Internet works at your house. Which I'm slightly I, fearful of because of the fact that the cellular infrastructure here is so spotty. Yeah, that, but that means that they might need to improve the infrastructure. I know, but are they going to improve the infrastructure? Probably not. They're probably going to spend more money on lawyers and lobbyists to try and get this to fixed rather than, you know, actually improve their network. Yeah, so what's really interesting is, of course, remembering that Tom Wheeler was a lobbyist. Yes. He was an employee of Comcast. Yep. He was like the entire uh, conglomerate of of all the communication companies. He was their guy. So who the hell pissed off Tom Wheeler? (laughs) That is an excellent question. Right? Like, how do you go from, oh, no, no, like, they can do what they want. Let's let's limit regulations to we're going to make this a title to common carrier. Now, noti- some, some things that were notably absent. He never did say the words common carrier. He brought up Title II a lot, but only insofar as how Title II grants the FCC the powers to do this. Well, he specifically said that, yeah, he needs to... Uh, where is it? Um, I'm proposing that the FCC use its Title II authority to implement and enforce open internet protections. Where he basically yeah, said, yes, it's... He doesn't say what that is. He doesn't say that we want to make this as classified by Title II a common carrier. Um, um, to preserve and Incentives for broadband operators to invest in their networks. My proposal will modernize Title II, tailoring it for the 21st century in order to provide returns necessary to construct competitive networks. Right, which again does not say the words common carrier. Well, Title II and common carrier are not synonymous. They're pretty close. Yeah, but Andy, he says in here, I'm going to modernize Title II. Yes. Which means he's planning on making changes and adjustments to it. True. This is a lot of... of fluff in what he said. I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited about the possibilities of it if he remains true to the spirit that is expressed in this. And we're not going to know anything until he basically actually vote. Yeah. Right. So I'm super excited about it, but at the same time, I'm a little nervous. Well, he can um, basically, there, there are some nuggets in there that we can talk about. So there is the fact that he said there's going to be a ban on blocking, throttling, and paid prioritization. So he said yes. that specifically. He says this is three bright line rules, bing, bang, boom. No blocking, yep. no throttling, no paid prioritization. Yep. No That's ban good. on data caps, but the proposal, will, he said, will let the FCC intervene where caps are used to harm consumers or competitors. Yeah, but what does that mean? Well, so, you know, I've got T-Mobile there. I can uh, I can stream certain music services, you know, like um, Pandora and Spotify and such, um, without having them getting counted against my data usage. So the, the FCC will stop your, your free music? If it is being used to harm consumers or competitors. So probably, yes, because there's probably some music service that's not part of that group that are, is allowed to be exempt, and they would probably complain, and therefore it would go away. But right. if AT&T is charging companies for the right to deliver data without counting it against customer caps. That's, you know, not helping uh, consumers. Therefore, that one's also going to stop. Which means that they'll just go back to the way it used to be of, nope, now all of your music counts and you can thank the FCC for that. Probably, yes. So that's not going to be a happy thing. Uh, FCC officials on the call with reporters seem less concerned about data exemptions that occur without payment than those that require payment. 
but did not commit to banning any particular type of practice. So who knows? Right. Uh, F, the ISPs will face greater disclosure requirements in the new proposal, but the fact sheet didn't say exactly how the rules will be different, but they said they were going to show more transparency, except the ISPs still can have reasonable network management. So that's that's a little bit of a loophole there. Is they could say, oh, well, we're doing this because this is part of our reasonable network management. Except FCC says a provider can't cite reasonable network management to justify reneging on its promise to supply a customer with unlimited data. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Wow. This is for a fluff. There's a little bit in here, but man, I really want to see the actual wording there's when so the document gets passed around. Yep. I love how AT&T doesn't even know what he's proposing and they have already basically started up the lawyers. Oh, of course they have. Because whatever he proposes will be a change from the status quo, and which they really like. So who do you think is going to sue first, Verizon or AT&T? A joint suit. Joint suit? Okay. I, I see it going to be the entire telecom lobby will sue as a single unit. Because this is going to affect both wired and wireless, so everybody's going to get together yep. about this. Oh. Yep. Either that or there's some sweet little deal that he's putting in here that they will all be super happy about. Which they're not. You. We don't know. They don't know. They haven't seen the deal. Yeah. This could all be pretense. Ooh, so remember how Google said they wanted access to the polls and right-of-way for infrastructure? Yeah, this would yep. grant it to them. Yes, based that's on what going to be said. interesting. Yep, and that's probably what's already got AT&T fired up. It's like, shit, Google's going to be on our polls? Oh, hell no. Uh-uh. Yep, yep. I, I saw the reasoning for why Google is investing so much in fiber, by the way. And it has nothing to do with them being altruistic. Oh. If you can load a web page faster, you go to more web pages. And then you therefore see more ads. You see more ads. As soon as you say that, that makes sense. Yep. That is why Google is paying so much for internet access. Oh, good. Because if you can load web pages faster, you can see more advertisements. How does that make you feel? Like a cog in a machine. It makes me feel kind of dirty. Also makes me feel good for having ad blocker up and running, except on sites that I actually would like them to, you know, get advertising revenue, like our own site. <laughs> I haven't checked how much we, we get from that lately. I should probably log in on that. It's probably not a lot. How much money are we up to? Sign in. In like eight years of having this. Freaking two-step verifications. Hey, I like two-step verification. I like it too, except when I forget my phone. <laughs> yeah, 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 looks good. Settings are up to date. Cool. Loading. Amount is? It's loading. Hang on. Uh, oh, crap. That's the wrong page. That's AdWords, <laughs> which is the uh, us buying advertising. No. What do I want? I want AdSense. Yes. Damn, I have to log in again. <laughs> <laughs> Google makes you log into each one of these. Waiting, waiting. Whoa! Andy, we're almost ready for a payment. Ooh, we're at $99. Ooh, over eight years? Over eight years. It's not bad. That's a dollar a month. We've made 56 cents in the last seven days. Yeah. We made 40 cents yesterday. Oh, rock on. Why did we make 40 cents yesterday? I don't know. <laughs> what happened? Oh, well. Right, so, um... 24 page views and one click. So what else do we okay. have here? Well, speaking of payouts, no surprise, Spotify, most of the payouts actually go to the major record labels. Okay. 73%. That's, that's not, yeah. Woo. Yeah. Oh, Spotify? Do you use Spotify? No, I use Pandora. Okay. Yeah. The, the artists who get paid by the labels get about 11% of, of you know, basically, let's see, so the $10 subscription, they get 11% of that. And 73% goes to, you know, the labels. Right. There is no surprise there. No, no surprise at all. Random review? Sure. Let's let's get this thing into the final stages, as it were. I have a trip to Radio Shack coming up. <laughs> okay, so it's your week, Dave. It's my week. I'm reviewing a strip of LED lights. Ooh, the triangle bulbs RGB strip light. So, how are the lights? So, I wanted uh, some some under cabinet lighting in my kitchen. And so, the easiest way that I felt to do that was to just go and get LED lights and put a strip under there. And so, there's a kit. Uh, so the thing that we have linked, it's 25 bucks, right, for this kit. Yes. Which comes with a power supply that you plug into the wall. It comes with a remote. It comes with the LED control. And it comes with a 16 and a half foot strip five meters of LED lights with glue on the back from 3M so that you can just, you know, peel off the paper and attach it. And it works decently well for 25 bucks. Uh, 
there's a couple things. First off, it doesn't corner very well, right? It's a strip. It yeah. is a single plastic strip with with weatherproofing on it. It's IP67, so it's it's water resistant and dust resistant. Yes. Uh, but so there's this strip that it won't handle corners very well. Uh, it, it doesn't make turns, as it were. Um, it's not quite white light, right? Because it's red, green, blue. Yes. And and your eyes see that and combine it to white light, but it's not actually a white light strip. No, and it, if I were to do this again, which I might do this again, I think I, instead of getting a color changing one, I'd actually get a white LED. Wow, there's actually a couple of them. You can get the the white, white double density or warm white. Yep, cool white double density, warm white. Um, and so I'd, I'd probably get one of those instead of the, the red, green, blue. That said, oh my god, so easy to actually set up and install. Like, you unwind the strip, you stick it where you want, you plug it in, and you're good. The main difficulty is when you need to cut the strip to join multiple pieces together. Ah, okay. Uh, it, it doesn't like that as much. Uh, you have to peel back some of the silicone covering so that you can get the attachments on there and the attachments don't always take very well. And so one side of your joint is totally powered and is this nice white-ish light and the other side is only showing blue. And so you have to fiddle with the connection and it kind of works and sort of works and then it doesn't and then you get it working and then you stick it and then it doesn't work. And so it was kind of a pain, like a huge pain. So now there are holes in my kitchen cabinets because I had to drill holes to, to move this around and I didn't do that very well to start with. So there's just kind of a giant hole in one of my cabinets and there's lighting under one part, but I, I, I think I might want to try this again after repairing the cabinets and filling in those holes. Now, how easy is it to remove? Uh, very easy. In fact, funny you should mention that. Uh, all you have to do is leave it there for a while. And it will start to fall? The the adhesive on the back did not do a really good job in my kitchen. And part of that is because I had to stick it and unstick it and re-stick it and unstick it and re-stick it a couple times. Oh, yeah. That's... Because of the, the other problems. Yeah. So uh, it, it left behind a very sticky residue on the cabinet and didn't stick. So we went and bought some double-sided tape and stuck that and it worked much better okay so it's it's a great entry level hey i want to try something but this this may just be a case of you get what you pay for and i went for like the cheapest kit i could find now the question is do you set it up there so like it does red lights at night or do you have it always i could i could it does come with a remote control and i could actually wire it into the raspberry pi and have it do things like watch a clock and change based on certain things um i could actually set it with a raspberry pi and a motion sensor and if this then that and have it so that like when i come down the stairs based on the time do certain things so like i'm coming down the stairs at night it could turn on red lights or i'm coming down the stairs in the middle of the day turn on the white light yeah could easily do that actually with all those pieces so if, are you going to get the same brand if you do this again but with the white lights or possibly i, I mean it's only, i'm looking at this the white lights is only 20 bucks ah. uh, so that's not too bad but i'd need a different power mechanism because uh when you get the the multicolored, that's the 50 50 type 5050 okay uh but if you get just the single color that's not 5050 it's uh three five two eight i've no idea what these numbers are or where they come from but they're different connectors and that's because for the 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 multicolor you need a red green and blue power yeah and for the single color you just need positive negative yeah hmm. well we should see uh, how this goes in the future yep i mean it's it's pretty cool it's a lot of fun well, I love how you can also get ones that are uh, music and sound activated as well. Yeah, I mean, that's just a different controller. Yeah. Right, that's that's all. Question is, do I get the warm light double density or the cool light double density? That's an excellent question. Do I get both and just alternate them? That would look weird. Yes. <laughs> I'd like one that's just like daylight balanced. I want to know the color temperature of these lights because I know color temperature and I can deal with that. Yeah, they're not going to tell you that. Probably not. Warm white. What is What is warm white? Is that like 3,000, 5,000, 7,000? What are you defining? <laughs> I have to remember color temperature because even though blue is a cooler color, it is a hotter temperature. 
Yeah. Blue is a hotter temperature, even though it's called a cooler color. Hmm. You already lost me on this one. So Really? I re- sort of remember color temperatures, but that was... Sun is about 5,000 degrees Kelvin. Yes, I know. And incandescence right? is uh, 27. Yeah, and so it's, it's a warmer light, but it's a cooler temperature. And yeah, you're almost exactly on, by the way. Incandescent bulbs run at about 27, 2800. I had to know this for film class because we had to do all the color corrections. Yep. And do you know where uh, 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 fluorescence tends to go? Fluorescence are, oh, I know they're higher than incandescent, but I don't remember where. I think they're like 7,000. Really? Yeah, they're pretty high. There's, I don't think fluorescence are at 7,000. Oh, they're also green, which is weird. I'm Googling. You're, you're actually Googling fluorescent color temperature. Greenish color of forty five hundred K. Okay. So still less than than sun. Yes. Hmm. Alright, so should we hit the random topic? Yeah, I guess. Random topic. Rolled off ahead of time. Where would you locate your secret lair if you were an evil villain? Radio shit no. <laughs> No one would expect an evil villain to go to Radio Shack. I mean, come on. Right. Uh, okay, Andy, where would you put your, your evil lair? Well, okay, so if I'm an evil villain... Yeah, uh-oh. You, you have three things. You have secrecy, you have fortitude... Oh, you're just thinking evil genius, aren't you? Like, you're pulling directly from the game. Wow, that you didn't take at all to figure that part out. Well, as soon as you started listing out stats... I knew it was coming from somewhere besides your brain. Uh, okay, so the first two, yes. There was the there was the secrecy items, and then there was the fortitude items in uh, Evil Genius. But then my third part is the fact that um, you have to have that uh, escape hatch, basically. Because, you know, the, the guy is always going to come in there, and so you got to have you know, like your one-button escape, let-me-leave sort of part of the Wonder, evil layer as well, right? How do you how do you test that button, right? That, that's something you want tested, but how do you test it? How do they test the self-destruct sequence of their of their bases because wouldn't that suck right like oh no we're under attack we're under invasion we need to self-destruct and you press the button and nothing happens damn it larry you're supposed to work on this you had one job (laughs) design the self-destruct sequence for the secret base anyway (laughs) well okay because you always go with the classic uh deserted island volcano the volcano yeah or you go with the cave of some kind yeah the white house I don't that know. It's pretty easy to get in the White like House, it seems. That, that is where I would like my secret lair, is the White House. No one would expect an evil genius to, or an evil villain to be living. <laughs> Careful what you say there, Andy. True. Huh. The White House. Yeah, I think that works. No one expects White House. The Sistine Chapel. Uh, the Sistine Chapel. The Vatican. That's what I meant. I mean, you know, there the are Sistine the catacombs under the Vatican. the Vatican right now, right? Yep. Yep. Um, have to do some sort of cave of some kind. Why? Well, because it's secret. Because it's underground. It's easily Why is it fortified? You don't think the White House is fortified? Well, no. I I feel like the White House is fortified, but it's still here's the White House. I'm I'm yeah. starting off. I'm I'm Who'd starting start off with security there? through obscurity. That's what I'm starting Who'd, off with. You know what? What would be more obscure than a secret base under the White House? Oh, you meant under the White House. I thought you were just talking about the White House itself. I, or, like, in the White House. Like, it's this unassuming office in the White House. Everyone has passes to get in. The Secret Service is there. They protect it. That would be turning the, the evil layer on its head, though, having it in the most protected building in America. There you go. <laughs> the Pentagon. The Pentagon. What Fort are the other- Knox. <laughs> Fort Knox is a good one because, A, the vaults are crazy, and then, B, it's also, you know, surrounded by the U.S. Cavalry. A military base, right. Like, who'd even think to start going there? Well, um, Goldfinger. He wasn't there to make it a secret base. He was no. there to blow it up. Yeah. He wanted to increase the value of his gold, which was, was a, just weird. It was a brilliant idea. No, not really. No? The U.S. isn't on the gold standard, so... Eh? It's true, though. If the price of gold does go up, though, and buy a lot... But why would it go up? It's not like they're buying and selling the gold out of Fort Knox. Even true. if they did, like... <laughs> I most of it just represents money. It, would it really make that much of a difference? I kind of want to go on to Reddit and ask that now. Of like, if someone were to actually do this, would it actually make a difference? Go is ahead, that gold considered available? Like, is that something? Can I go to the U.S. government and say I would like to buy gold from Fort Knox? If you did anything, you'd probably go through some of the Federal Reserves. Those places are actually pretty secure. Well, that's because that's what Fort Knox is. Well, no, I mean like one of the Federal Reserve banks. Ah, but isn't that what Fort Knox is? Is is that a repository for the Federal Reserve? I don't know. Okay. I haven't researched this. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with my cave. You can go with 
wherever. <laughs> okay, uh, one, no, of, one of the, um, one of the, in one of the deserted salt mines underneath Detroit. There we go. That's what I'm gonna do. Uh, that's fine because you enjoy it down there when the secret agent comes and just bombs the cave wall, separating the salt cave from the Great Lakes. Enjoy your flood, and then the eventual collapse of Detroit as the cave of salt fills with water. Well, that's why I've got my emergency exit. I'm not. Please sure let the emergency exit go up through GM's headquarters. <laughs> you just come out the center of the building. Hey, man, the center of the building's not bad. The whole building is so confusing to walk around in, but it's not bad. The center of the Rensen, just go, like, up through that central spike. Well, that's what the hotel is, awesome. I think. Yeah, right? that, that would just be awesome. Please do that. <sighs> All right, so you're going to be in the White House. I'm going to be under Detroit. Sounds, Sounds good. All yep. Right. All, right. All right. Well, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.